If you already didn't know, you are listening to the chillest podcast around town, the Behind the Founder podcast. I will be your host for the next few minutes, and I go by the name of Jonathan Margell. You know what? I'm going to take a personal day. I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about today. Okay, bud? With all the changes going on right now, I decided to occupy some of my free time with some new hobbies. For me, it's all about doing new things, keeping life interesting and exciting, learning and having fun with the family. We're going to dive much deeper into that today. I'm excited to shoot the shit with you, but first, it's time for that funky white boy from Code St. Luke, Avi. At Captain Kaplan, I want to wiggle my hips a little bit. Let's go. Wow. How sick is it that we have fresh music, sick beats every single week, original music provided to you by the one, the only Captain Kaplan, so much fun that whole process behind behind the founder podcast every week we get to talk about the new jams put them together sends them to me before the podcast so i can vibe with it a little bit in the airpods during the day get all hyped up listen to it right before i hit record get all energetic ready to go buzzsaw and it's the best fresh music multiple tracks amazing 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 thank you avi when you listen to this so quick new hobby golf i mean it's always been i wouldn't say a hobby but a sport that i enjoyed very much i've had the distinct pleasure of golfing many beautiful international golf courses with my father over the years he's always been a golfer ever since, you know, 12, 13 years old, pick up the Tommy Armour sticks that my dad got me. We go out once, twice, three times a year, smack some balls. He would rush me a little bit on the course. Let's go. Let's go. Someone's behind us. Just pick it up and just throw it over there. Let's go. Always rushing me up and down the fairway, but that's okay. Uh, Honestly, it's part of the game. It's a good lesson. Even today, Alex, man, move your ass. They're right up our ass. Let's go, bud. Let's go. Let's take a swing. Come on. No practice. For sure, inspired by my dad. So thank you. I know you're listening. You're the number one supporter with mom. It's a tie. So uh, hopefully you enjoy that memory. So you know what? When you break it down, golf, it's the perfect sport, the perfect corona-free activity around town. I mean, think about it. You're outside. If it's a nice day, it's a beauty, it's a scorcher, you're going to get it in. You're going to come home with a little golf tan, looking fresh, not bad, already a great way to spend the day. Second of all, you're with friends. Third of all, you have your own golf cart, you pull up to the tee box, you hit your ball, you kind of give everyone their space, you know, you're outside anyways, which also helps. It just has so many different ingredients for being the best activity, the best day ever. A lot of the golf courses, you pull up, they spritz down the golf cart, it's all clean. Some of them, 
They have plastic dividers, so you can still have that camaraderie. Good, fun, wholesome, getting it in with the buds way of spending the day. And you know what? A lot of women in my life have mentioned, you know what? Maybe we should take golf lessons. I would love to learn golf. It's for it's for the girls too. It's the whole mishpocha. I've been going out of my way to go once a week, mixing up the different crews, mixing up the different golf courses. My whole shtick with golf, I'm trying to go every week and just keep getting better and better. I decided not to use a driver on any hole. So I'm one of those guys, four iron or a different club if it's a shorter hole. Off the tee, try to hit it straight, try to give it a smack on the ass, good contact, and and just try to repeat that. I figured there's no point in swinging my driver like a dick and getting the ball flying off to the left, flying off to the right. I obviously don't know how to hit the club. Need to take some lessons, some social distancing golf lessons, learn how to swing it properly. Maybe if any of you that are listening have have a good video on YouTube or there's an instructor or something digital, I'll check that out. Let me know. I'm very eager to continue to improve, to get better, to learn, to understand the different innuendos of the game. So if if you're listening and, and you want to help out your boy get a little better swinging the sticks, hit me up. I would love to hear it. All right, let's get into the chicken and potatoes. Did you see what I did there? That was a pretty good one. So I picked up chickens. It happened. We went a couple days ago. Me and Pablo drove down to the farm, Meunerie Benjamin, in Saint-César, Quebec. Check them out. The moulet, the supplément, et les minéraux that they have, as well as the poulet, are amazing. Honestly, best Meunerie I've ever been to. Top notch. Check them out. Meunerie Benjamin. I am the proud owner of four beautiful 20-week-old white chickens. They are currently residing in my backyard on an elevated pasture of grass that is very elongated and will be perfect for wheeling the chicken coop up and down the pastures so that the chickens can peck which is all based on my friend Abby's advice. And we discussed that a couple podcast episodes ago. So if you like what you're hearing, and this is all very humorous to you, I suggest that you rewind after you finish listening to this episode, and there'll be some more knowledge waiting for you there. Jonathan Mann, why did you buy chickens for your backyard? That's an excellent question the one might be pondering at this very moment. So it all begins with a phone call that I received from Pablo one day. Jonathan, crazy idea. Let's get chickens in your backyard. I'm going to help you do everything. I'm going to help you prepare. We're going to build the chicken coop together. I'm going to figure out where to buy the chickens. I'm going to figure out what you need to buy to feed them, to keep them healthy. And all I want is 33% of the egg yield. Immediately, my answer was, yes, let's do it. Send me all the links right now. I'm buying everything so that no one could make me return it. We're getting chickens. Yes, 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 yes. And we did it. We bought a coop on Amazon for 500 bucks at my door three and a half days later. We got all the food, all the tchotchkes, 
all the this, the feeders, the water schmutz, all sorts of crap. We went crazy. We bought heaters. We put in a Nest camera. There's a thermostat. Oh, is it less than 20 degrees? Turn on the heat in the chicken coop. The chicken's like a nice warm coop. Who thinks of that? Pablo thinks of that. And I paid for it. So it happened. We had everything prepared. Everything, 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 except for the birds. That was actually hard to find. Apparently, it's not so hard to find chicks. And then you could wait 20 weeks until they grow. And then you keep those chickens healthy. And then eggs will start to come. But if you want to buy the chicken right away, ready to produce eggs, get in line, buddy. There's a bunch of people waiting to buy those birds. It was a whole process. A, not all the farms had. B, not all the farms knew when the next shipment of chickens would come. And C, how far are you going to drive? We figured it out thanks to my friend Max Noro, whose neighbor in the Bross has a couple chickens. He asked the neighbor... The neighbor told me where to go, and now there are chickens in my house, and Max will come visit with his boys and Karin, and we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to have a chicken party. So last night was the first night with the birds, and a lot of work went into this. It was, it was a whole thing. I was very excited to welcome the birds into the Margell house, or slightly outside the Margell house. You know what? Baby steps for me. A- Let me see the birds survive a night without the raccoons or the squirrels or the groundhogs or the marmots picking them off one by one. I needed to see that. It happened. They survived. If something, God forbid, would have happened, there is a a Nest camera streaming to my telephone so that everything would would be captured. I could see what the hell is going on. I'm a lunatic. There's full-blown Wi-Fi pushing to a camera in a chicken coop. And you know what? We're actually talking about getting a second camera inside the actual house. And I can guarantee that I'm the only Meshiga around town with two network devices in five square feet of space, separated by a thin little schmaltzy piece of crap wood. It it would be nuts, but you know what? It's probably going to happen tomorrow. So stay posted. Updates to follow. Day one started today. Woke up, all excited, ready to feed the chickens, see how the birds are doing. Opened up the cage. They all run to the left. Put in my hands, see if the water is schmutzy, if it needs to be refilled. Shake up their food a little bit. And they all run to the other side. They're super skittish. You should see the chicken tuck shop that I have in my house. All sorts of goodies little nibbles and treats and and hanging fruit mechanism toy and the little special feeders and the perchers, little mealworms. They're the most pampered chickens in Westmount, 100%. We decided not to actually name the chickens yet. I'm waiting on A, some little colored bands to put around their feet so that we can tell them apart, and B, We've decided to observe the chickens' temperaments for a bit, and we'll figure the names after that. The whole family will get together, we'll have a big debate, and the names will be given. Today, I said, you know what? I have to touch one of these birds. They're my birds. I want to hold one. I haven't had the ability to do that yet. 
They, they ran to one side of the box when we came from the farm and we're releasing them into the coop for the first time. We had to just shimmy them in. You know the phrase, don't be such a chicken? It's true. I've noticed in the last day, the only day, they're so jittery, these birds. They're literally waiting to just run off. I need to start getting them to begin to eat out of my hand. They have to eat out of the palm of my hand. They're little pellets. I tried today, put a couple seeds, pellets in my hand, put it in. The bird did not want any of that smoke. My buddy Alex just told me today, he said, you know what, man? The trick, if you think about it, you don't look at them in the eyes. If you avoid eye contact, they'll be less threatened, man. Think about it. And then they'll probably run over for a little nibble. Towards the end of the day today, something pretty interesting happened. There was a storm that was brewing. The clouds just got dark and it looked super gloomy. It was going to start thundering and raining and going crazy. And I looked over at the birds. The whole family were at the table having a little dinner. And we looked at the birds and they're all still and nervous and they weren't moving. And they looked a little freaked out. So I realized, ah, oh, they probably, you know, it's getting cold, windy, whatever. They want to go to bed. It's a little bit dark because of the gloominess. So I ran over with Devin. We opened up the little gate. They all ran up into the coop. Two seconds, all four of them just trotting up there as fast as they could. They locked themselves in, ready to, to pack it in for the day. It was really interesting how they reacted. Two seconds later, huge thunderstorm. I'm sure they sensed it. They knew that it was coming. They acted differently. They probably had super sensitive hearing. They heard exactly what was happening many kilometers away. And, and they just wanted out. So I picked up on that today. Found that super cool. Super perceptive, these animals. Even though they're really stupid. You know what, man? It's really good for the kids, the birds. I think it's awesome for my son and for my daughter. Who would have thought that his first pet would be four chickens in our backyard. It's nuts. Literally the first animal that we've ever taken care of as a family in his living life are chickens. Insane. I would have loved to have chickens when I was growing up, but forget it. No, they're going to poop and they have disease and they're going to peck your eyes out. That's exactly what my mom would have said. No, every time you touch it, you up your own. Literally saying it like a chicken. <laughs> but you know what? Not so much shit so far. Pretty clean. I'm very happy. Honestly, they're also super quiet. Maybe a little... That's it. Nothing. Everyone said, ah, oh, but aren't they so loud? No. That's a rooster, you idiot. The chickens are silent. They just... I'm waiting for the first eggs. Haven't seen them yet. The lady at the minuerie said, expect about a week delay. It takes the birds a lot of time to get used to their new atmosphere, their new settings, surroundings. They're a little bit nervous. They need time. Be patient. So we're waiting, but for sure I'm checking. And that's why I'm going to get the camera. So the camera is going to tell me when to pick up the eggs because I'm a nerd and I'm lazy like that. You feel me? I'm thinking of getting a stamp, Margell Farms, to roll on all those different treasures. I mean, I have to do it, right? If I'm going to do it, you have to do it. So I'm going to do it. Should I also get a little basket to collect the eggs? We could run up, 
the kids. Hey, we're here to get the eggs, stuff them in the basket, skip back to the house to put them away with the stamp. I have to do it. Gonna be on Amazon shopping for that tonight. Should I start a little petting zoo and bird tours? <laughs> I think I should. A lot of people would probably come. Make big bucks. Business would be booming in the bird tour business. <laughs> the chickens, man. I can't believe that I'm taking care of four chickens right now. I have no idea what I'm going to do in the winter. Wait, wait. Actually, we installed the heaters. So technically, if I move the coop a little bit close to the back door, maybe I could pull it off. TBD, TBD, TBD. Worst case for all the PETA people listening, the animal activists, don't worry. Plan B, I have a safe environment for the chickens at my friend Avi's farm. He has 100 chickens. They have a very serious organic free-range chicken egg operation, and I can slip the birds there. No problem. They're welcome at any time. Thank you, Avi. For sure, it's only natural that more and more chicken content will be following in the coming weeks and days. I encourage you to go to my Instagram page right now, put your hand in your pocket, shimmy that phone out of your pants or purse, go to at behind the founder POD, click follow, and on that page, there will be a lot of upcoming chicken content, videos, pictures, and follow-up podcast jokes. That's it today about the birds. To be continued. Avi, Avi, Avi. Can you do me a favor real quick? Give the lovely listeners something nice to chill with and improve the quality of their morning, afternoon, or evening. How do you keep doing that? Fire beat after fire beat after fire beat. Avi. Episode 9 is a wrap. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Listening to the stories of my day-to-day shenanigans and slacking off work to golf. I really appreciate your time. Make sure that you're following the podcast on Instagram on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, or something else, let me know. It's very important that you click follow and always get that notification for the next episode so we can keep this thing going. Wishing nothing but the very best to all of the listeners, sending you all lots of love. Thank you for the support take care of yourselves and enjoy this amazing weather it's about time people peace